What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. It is good to be with you. Hope you are doing well. We mentioned last week that the political body count of uh, Donald Trump rivals is adding up quite quickly, in particular those Republicans who voted for his impeachment one by one are falling by the wayside, which is kind of a peculiar thing to note. But we had a lot more significant names that are going by the wayside, and I am not exactly sad to say that the esteemed Dr. Anthony Fauci has announced his retirement prior to year end. Now, I assume that this means he is anticipating the Republicans taking control of Congress and the Senate, and he wants to avoid any congressional oversight or investigations into his activities, and so he's trying to head that off at the pass. I, for one, assuming that the Republicans do take the majority, hope that they will be on a full-court press to investigate him, both professionally and personally, for his actions in the NIH. In particular, his relationship with him and the NIH and Peter Daszak and EcoHealth Alliance and what they did to fund... Uh, somewhat illegally or at least unethically the gain-of-function research that was happening by the bat lady in Wuhan, China because the, those actions and their subsequent aggressive efforts to silence critics and to divert attention away from that funding and to come up with a whole bat soup narrative just wasted so much precious time for people to get their arms around this thing and just prolonged the whole agonizing experience that we went through for a good year, year and a half. But now his failures seem to be catching up with him. It's not simply those who kind of noticed early on that he was full of crap. People even on the political left seem to be waking up to the fact that everything he said has been wrong every step of the way and he changes his mind and very arrogantly and somewhat in a gaslighting fashion likes to declare that no no he wasn't wrong but you know the science change you don't understand or what blah 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 but people seem to be catching on to this clown and that is very very good to see because as we mentioned last week the cdc is updated their guidance regarding the virus and seem to be taking a lot more of the tact of learning how to live with this thing rather than thinking we can prevent its spread and you can imagine how refreshing that would have been and how much more beneficial that would have been to everybody around the world have had that uh, opinion been grasped a little bit sooner kind of like you know what us gen xers were saying and thinking sometime around late march or early april of 2020 but you know, I, I digress but it is good to see that clown take a a step out of the limelight so now we can go and enjoy his own private office with his weird creepy portraits of himself and his face planted on like those jesus candles and in deity form so have at it uh dr fauci but you were not able to fool us gen xers or at least this gen xer in particular now not too unrelated i saw that youtube has 
made a move where they will no longer ban videos stating that masks do not prevent the spread. Interesting. We've been saying that for quite some time, although there's, I maintain that there's at least some efficacy or some benefit for mask wearing, particularly if you are sick or getting sick or whatever. But the mask mandates were a joke. The Every time I see someone wearing a mask out in the open, in the sunshine, I can't help but cringe. Again, they want to wear it fine, but I, the other day I saw a dude on a motorcycle with no helmet, but was wearing a mask. Uh, I just... <laughs> okay, man. Yeah, whatever. You, you know, hey, do you do you, and I will at least maintain the right to laugh at you and think that you are a fool. But it's interesting how for such a long time, the simple threat or notion of stating some skepticism regarding masks, much less any kind of assertion that they don't work or are ineffective, would have gotten you banned, certainly from YouTube, it would have gotten you banned possibly from social media or at least flagged, and, and fact checkers would have put cute little notes on your post or whatever. Well, now even YouTube is now allowing that, mainly because I suspect it's that the evidence is now showing that they've had little to zero effect on the slow of the spread, the prevention of the spread, prevention of contraction. So uh, welcome, YouTube, to catching up to what us Gen Xers have known for quite some time. Now, you're going to have to forgive the skeptic in me to think that maybe there was an ulterior motive behind that, but whatever. I did see an interesting study, though, regarding vaccines. Again, this is something that would have gotten you banned not too long ago. But apparently there was a study came out that showed a 44% miscarriage rate. Can that be possible? Those who were getting vaxxed and boosted, who were pregnant, 44% of the time miscarried? How is that not something that we are hearing over a loudspeaker? If that's true, holy crap. I, I, I just saw it in just kind of a little blurb, a little footnote. I can't believe that that is not getting much more attention, not simply from the, you know, the heartbreak that that causes, but the, uh, the health impacts for those ladies suffering miscarriages. I mean, yeah, they're, they're turning a blind eye to blood clotting in, in women who, who are vaccinated, but, I mean, is this related to that? I mean, is that right? I, I, I'm stunned by that number and I'm even more stunned by the unwillingness to even ask a question. It's very, very odd, but I saw that uh, this past week. Now, adding to the political body count along with those Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump and now Anthony Fauci, this past week CNN canceled its Sunday morning talk show Reliable Sources after a three-decade run on the network. And its current host, Q-Ball Brian Stelter, and his staff are also fired, which is very, very interesting. You know, Brian Stelter is the one who is the sort of self-proclaimed uh, media accountability guru and loved to rail on Fox News and, of course, Donald Trump and whatever. But seems like he has fallen on hard times along with his network and CNN+. Plus. And he is now 
out of a job. You know, it's it's starting to feel more and more like there are a lot of people who for four plus years gravy trained on and made a living and a lot of money on Trump hate, which is another reason why I would prefer he not run again. But CNN, Brian Stelter, MSNBC, and so many Democrats, the squad and what have you, made a name for themselves and a heck of a lot of wealth from simply Trump hatred, you know, just being anti-Trump, all things Trump, red, orange man bad, and bad tweets, and so on. But now that he is gone, which would be one benefit from the nightmare that is the Joe Biden administration, is the fact that that hatred now is gone, and the, and the clowns who were kind of a one-trick pony and could only capitalize on that hatred, they are one by one falling by the wayside. I'm not going to miss him. You know, the dude was a clown. I don't know how he was ever a thing to begin with. You know, his whiny, nasally voice, his, his uh, anecdotal arguments that he gave that were not rooted in any kind of you know, fact or interesting thought whatsoever. He has taken a dive, and I am not shedding a tear over that clown because, you know, we, we knew what they were up to. We knew it was all about Trump hate. We knew it was all about running interference and in, in getting Joe Biden elected, even though we were told and asserted, no, that that wasn't the case. But interestingly enough, there's a man who called Sam Harris, who's an author or media guy, whatever. I, I never heard of the guy. Apparently he's a thing. But he was on a podcast this past week, and it made a lot of waves when he admitted to censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story during the election because, surprise, surprise, he knew that it helped Biden to censor that story. Now, of course, we knew that that was the case. We knew that that laptop was problematic, not because of Hunter, because of its connection to Joe and its implication to the family corruption that is Joe Biden. And the press clearly could see the same thing. Sam Harris this past week admitted as much and then admitted, even doubled down, that he thought it was fine censoring the laptop because he knew it, it helped Biden. In fact, he even said some cock and bull example that, you know, Hunter Biden could have had, literally had a a child chained up in the basement and we would have ignored it if it helped Trump. <sighs> You know, what is it with crackpots on the left who are very adamantly pro-abortion, but yet in their examples, are, are always, they always give dead children examples. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, what's their fascination with dead kids, one? And are you serious that if there was a child in danger or a dead child that he was hiding, you would be cool with it because you wouldn't want it to help a candidate you didn't like? I mean, holy crap, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I Yeah, okay, Sam Harris. Again, I don't know who you are, but apparently you're a thing. But at least thank you for saying the, the honest part out loud. Thank you for confirming what we always knew. And you know, we're, we're told we're, we're conspiracy theorists or, or what have you. But you at least had the stones to say the quiet part out loud. So at least thank you that much, Sam Harris. 
Now, the last person taking a dive, at least want to dance on her political grave, at least one more time, is is the esteemed Liz Cheney, who does not seem to be able to go away. It's, you know, her coming from her family and her old man and, and the the troubles that will naturally follow him, I think she might just want to quietly walk into the background. But she seems undaunted that she's going to keep this up. Now, getting smacked in the face politically by your own party in the state of Wyoming isn't enough. She seems to be bent on running for president or creating some political movement because, as she said this past week, that she'll do whatever she can to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Now, honestly, I, I, I believe that. I, I believe her intention is to do anything she can to keep him out of the Oval Office. And like I've said, I'd be, I'm fine with that. I don't want him in the Oval Office again. But this is coming from somebody who was very front and center and prominent in the dog and pony show that were those Jan 6 hearings that were televised over a few weeks in, in the summer. You knew it was a dog and pony show. You knew it was a bunch of crap. You knew no, nothing of merit came from those things. But then the person heading up those hearings, which included zero uh, counter arguments to it, it was really just a political spectacle, but the person heading that is now admitting openly that she'll do whatever she can to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. You mean like running some kind of show trials for a, a, a faux insurrection that still has so many questions unanswered? Okay. I mean, I believe it. I believe she would do anything. I believe she would also head up this BS investigation, this, these BS hearings, amongst probably many other things that we don't know and couldn't even conceive of. I believe her. You know, when dishonest people kind of open up and, and show their motives, it's it's probably a good idea to believe them. And Liz Cheney, I believe you. So hopefully others will do the same. The other weird, creepy news coming out of our federal government, apparently, in the wake of the defund the police movement, there are those who are very aggressively wanting to defund the police, but are totally okay with funding the IRS and arming the IRS. Now, we touched before on those funded 87,000 IRS agents that are added because of the passage of the, I believe what is called the um, Inflation Reduction Act, which is also simultaneously being called the Climate Bill, which also for some reason contains the hiring of an arming of 87,000 IRS agents, which is just bizarre. But there was some video that was leaked this week from some hands-on training that happened with a bunch of accountants in the IRS around March where they were doing training exercises in bulletproof vests and wooden guns to go through different scenarios on how to approach a suspect and when to use lethal force. And the Motley crew that was on that video was something to behold. Now I work in corporate finance and corporate accounting and so I know the kind of folks who work in that profession. 
And yes, it is exactly the type of people you would expect. And yes, those are the exact people who were in that video. And it was both simultaneously hilarious and terrifying <laughs> to see that these out of out of shape, overweight, goofy, nerdy clowns rolling up <laughs> with a weapon in their hand, ready to shoot to kill. I mean, it's it's funny and terrifying all at the same time. It's absolutely insane. I can't fathom for one second what is the scenario where an IRS agent would need to be rolling in in Kevlar and a weapon and a side piece ready to shoot to kill. Weird, right? Is that, and that's not just me. That's weird. I, I, I can't understand it. Although there was one thing in that video where some IRS clown was saying, you know, they're, they need to go out and investigate things like, you know, how did the landscaper pay for that truck? Now again, thank you for saying the quiet part out loud because those 87,000 IRS agents, as we all know, without even having being verified, they're not going after the Donald Trumps of the world. They're not going after those clowns who are on the Jeff Epstein client list. They're not going after investment bankers and hedge fund managers. They'll be going over regular people like you and me, landscapers, uh, small business owners or what have you, they're going to go and shake them down because it's a lot easier to go after those guys and get something than go after the rich and powerful who have resources to fight it. Figuratively, to keep your wooden gun holstered, IRS, figuratively. But we know where they are coming from. And I don't trust them whatsoever, especially after what we saw from the FBI in Mar-a-Lago, and there are more whispers that are coming from that that are even more and more disturbing. I saw that Donald Trump had, has filed suit against the federal government with related to that. Okay, whatever, we'll see where that goes. But there are some whispers, without getting too far in tinfoil hat territory, that the those that were involved in the FBI raid team were the same FBI team that was involved in the Steele dossier investigation. Now, if you remember, that is the bunk, bogus, fictitious dossier that was trying to tie Donald candidate Donald Trump then to agents in Russia that was created and funded by the Hillary Clinton campaign. And there was an investigation early on in Trump's administration to find out the source of this. And then um, Comey comes back saying, oh, there's, there's nothing there, n nothing to investigate. But those who, who were involved in that investigation and, and uh, snowballing that or, or fronting that and, and trying to keep some damage away from Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, they are now raiding Mar-a-Lago from what apparently is in those documents. It's not nuclear codes. It's not any kind of other um, confidential information, but information related to their phony investigation into the Steele dossier. And apparently there are rival factions within the FBI from those who are corrupt and wanting to run that interference and, and, and CYA 
or in those who actually want to restore the reputation of the FBI and, and not run cover for these guys. Again, whether or not that's true remains to be seen, but I did see that and it was plausible enough that I thought may, helped this whole dog and pony show make a little bit of sense. But what we do know that there is a whistleblower who's come out recently with in the FBI that is kind of laying bare some more troubling things about the FBI, among which are the forced or coerced or that they forced or coerced agents into signing false affidavits. They were fabricating terrorism cases to pump up their own performance statistics. They were sexually harassing or stalking female agents and on and on and on. Like we said before, it's probably about time that we burned the FBI to the ground, salted the earth, and create something different, more sensible, and more in line with the Constitution. Because the FBI is not actually something that was created within the Constitution, just kind of sprung up around the between the 20s and 30s and kind of slowly became a thing and now it's it's just a behemoth and essentially becoming a political gestapo and regardless of your political affiliation or whoever's sitting in the white house i don't think we want any president or any political executive to have that much power and that much muscle at his disposal for political purposes all right, last I saw a very weird op-ed from the New York Times, although whenever it comes to the New York Times, I'm never surprised anymore. But there was an op-ed that was coined by or penned by a, a two professors, one from Harvard, one from Yale. I believe they are uh, legal professors. But the title of their op-ed was the, the Constitution is Broken and should be reclaimed. And they went on to assert that um, because of the way the Constitution is written, it it stops things from being done, we need to completely redo it as evidenced by the overturning of Roe v. Wade and blah, 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 blah. And we need to you know, do away with the Supreme Court. We need to do away with, with Congress and we need to have an executive branch that takes care of its own laws and, and does what needs to be done and on and on and on and on and on. Now, like we said, thank you for saying the quiet part out loud. It is something based on actions and at least tacitly that we've suspected from the political left for quite some time. They obviously do not want anything with as far as the Constitution is concerned. They think of it as more of an impediment rather than a tool. You know, Barack Obama even said as much when he was running for president initially. But they see, they see it as impediment. Now, that is completely ignoring the fact that by design, the Constitution was written so that the federal government would do very, very little. The federal government was supposed to have very, very limited powers, very, very limited influence over the daily life of the citizens of this country. And it was supposed to have much more uh, impact and influence by local governments, state governments. That's how it was designed. So when they complain that you know it's a little bit too hard to get, get things done, I say, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's exactly it. That's, that's the whole point. That's exactly what they did. Everybody loves seeing Hamilton and, and celebrates that musical. Well, that's what, what he 
wanted when he and James Madison and John Jay and the Federalist Papers. That's what they were arguing for. That was the point. It wasn't for immigrants and uh, what have you, and all the cock and bull that they changed in that musical. But it was for a limited federal government and strong accountability locally. That's what it was supposed to be. So you know, they want it to be reclaimed. Yeah, they want to completely undo it. I mean, you could want that, but, you know, you're going to have a hard time convincing a lot of Gen Xers because, you know, we don't like to be told what to do. We don't like to be told what to think, what to feel, how to act. Up yours. Leave me alone. Get off my lawn. (laughs) We are going to do what we want to do. All right. Very lastly here, I did see something that's uh, kind of developing and it's, it could have potential to spark things pretty loud. In Russia, apparently, a man by the name of Alexander Dugan, I don't know if you've ever heard of this clown. He's not military, he's not a government official, but he's apparently one of Vladimir Putin's inner circle, and he is a crazy person. Among other things, he has argued that... uh, one of the main reasons why Hitler and the Third Reich failed was because they didn't go far enough. They weren't tough enough. They didn't go extreme enough. Guy is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely terrifying. And not too unlike what you're hearing coming out of the uh, the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. But he is has a lot of enemies because he is one of the sort of authors of the invasion to Ukraine and and wanting to take down the West and build up something new in its place. And it's one of the reasons why he wanted to go into Ukraine. Well, this past weekend, I believe, uh, he was the target of a car bomb, which ultimately ended up claiming the life of his daughter, who's at 29. Her name was Daria Dugina. And she died in a car bomb that apparently, according to Russian officials, was intended for Alexander Dugan. And he was supposed to go in that car, but at the last minute, for whatever reason, changed his mind, switched cars with her, and she dies, and he escapes. Uh, I don't know. We'll see where this one goes. I don't know if this is a... A Franz Ferdinand type moment? Is this going to be a powder keg that lights everything on fire? Is it an isolated thing? Should it have been him? Apparently his daughters know better than he is, so it's not like we should be shedding a whole lot of tears. But, you know, granted, war is messy. It's not what any, anything that anybody wants, but the guy's a bad guy. He is objectively a very bad guy. Um, and he, we would all... The world would do well with kicking guys like that to the curb and not letting them have any power or influence. So I'm not sure where that's going to lead, if that's going to escalate things in Ukraine, because predictably the Russians are blaming it on Ukraine. Ukraine's blaming it on um, opponents of of Putin within uh, the Russian government. I have no idea who who did it and who isn't responsible for it. I'm sure we'll find out at some point, or it's Russia, so maybe not. But I don't know. That's one that kind of made the hair on the back of my neck stand up a bit and caused me to take notice. So at least wanted to bring that up, get that on your radar. 
we'll follow up with it and see if anything comes of it. But it was a little bit chilling. So we'll see. Well, that's that. So I hope everything is going well in your neck of the woods. Kids are doing well going back to school. And you are preparing for the end of the summer well. And, and all things are happy enough in your area of the Gen X universe. So with that, shout out to the original Dream Team who won their gold medal, original gold medal 30 years ago this month. And we will see you next time or whatever. <laughs>